Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Orla Keane to discuss the nematiris in lambs. Orla starts off by explaining why it poses a risk for lambs early in spring. She explains the Department of Agriculture's nematiris forecast and the implication that it has for lambs this spring. We discuss the signs of infection in young lambs and the treatment options for this condition. We also discuss how the choice of the treatment product can have an impact on sustainable parasite control. As this occurs at a similar time as a possible coccidia infection, Orla explains how this can also impact lambs, the clinical presentation of this condition and the various treatment options that are available. We finish up with Orla highlighting the need to use correct procedure when administering antenomatics and highlighting some of the resources available on the Chagas website. We start off, however, with Orla giving a bit of background to nematiris infection and its annual life cycle. Yeah, so nematodirus is a gastrointestinal nematode, but unlike a lot of the other species that we encounter later on in the year, um, it has a different life cycle. And so what this life cycle means is that there is only a nematodirus hatch about once per year. So the eggs that were shed out by last year's lambs, they need to be chilled, and this chilling happens over winter. And then when the soil temperature rises again above about 10 degrees the following spring, those eggs will hatch. So what this means is you can get a synchronized mass hatch of nematodirus um, in the springtime, just at the time that there are young susceptible lambs out on pasture and starting to graze grass. Orla, look, it's very topical at the moment because last week the Department of Agriculture released this nematodirus forecast. Maybe just for our listeners, give us a little bit of background of what that forecast is and what the implications are for sheep farmers. Yes, so um, because we understand the nematodirus life cycle and we know the conditions required for nematodirus to hatch, what this means is that the Department of Agriculture, in collaboration with Erin, they can predict when the peak hatch of nematodirus will be around the country. They do this every year and about 10 days ago or so they released the nematodirus forecast for 2021. So now the hatch this year was a little bit earlier than average, so about a week earlier than last, about a week earlier than average and about three weeks earlier than last year. So this forecast, um, so as I mentioned there, it predicts where the peak hatch will be in around the country. So in the southwest of the country, the peak hatch was at the predicted to be at the end of March. In the um, north west of the country, it was predicted to be in the first week of April. And for a lot of the rest of the country, the peak hatch was predicted to be last week. And um, so when we when we know when the peak hatch is, then if we know this corresponds with having young uh, susceptible lambs out grazing grass, uh, we know when the risk periods are and then we can manage nematodirus much better. So obviously at the moment it's high risk and you mentioned about young lambs grazing grass, like the age that this starts to affect lambs from all it can vary slightly, but within reason we have, we have a good understanding of the, of the age groups that affects lambs. Can you might give us a bit more indication on that? Yes, yeah, so um, it's it's a parasite to which lambs will develop immunity really um, quite quickly. So what happens is they become susceptible when they start to graze grass. So this parasite is it's out on the pasture, and so you know they'll generally start to pick it up when they start to graze significant amounts of grass. So that's usually lambs of about six weeks of age or so. Now some lambs, so for example twin lambs 
or maybe uh, lambs from a yo that's not milking very well, they may start to eat a little bit uh, grass a little bit earlier or a little bit more grass. So they may be susceptible a little bit earlier. But in general, you're looking at um, lambs becoming susceptible at about five, six weeks of age. And then usually by the time they're about 12 weeks of age or so, they will have developed immunity. So that's the, the risk window there that you're looking at. And again, like to develop that immunity, they have to be exposed. So, so even for earlier born lambs in the spring, they need to be exposed to that challenge before they can develop any immunity, obviously. Yes, absolutely. So once they pick up the parasite, that will um, stimulate their immune system to, to, to start to generate a response to it. But they need to pick up that parasite to, to generate that specific immune response. So just all in terms of treatment, what's the best practice for our typical early marsh born lambs? They're hitting that five or six week period at the moment. It's high risk at pasture. What's our advice for treating them lambs? Yeah, so um, because uh, nematodirus, as I mentioned there, because it has this annual life cycle where it's a lamb to lamb crop infection and it takes it about a year to complete its life cycle, this means that antelimintic resistance is quite slow to develop in this parasite. So we would always recommend using a benzamidazole or a white drench uh, to treat for nematodirus. Now, the main reason for this is that we know that later on in the season, these white drenches are not very effective on many farms in Ireland. A lot of farms, sheep farms, have resistance, uh, have a problem with resistance to the white drenches. So they won't be able to use them um, later on in the season, but they will be able to use them now for nematodirus because we have not yet uh, found any farm uh, in Ireland that has resistance to the white drenches for nematodirus. Um, and then this preserves the other two classes, commonly used classes of anthelmintics, the, the yellow drenches and the clear drenches. This preserves them for later on in the season. And the other thing that's you know, important to bear in mind there is the fact that no product has residual activity against nematodirus. So you know, products that are advertised with residual activity, that's residual activity against the gastrointestinal nematodes that come later in the season, not against nematodirus. So, you know, there's no point in using them now thinking that you'll get some residual activity, you won't. So we'll always recommend using a, a white dose, a benzamidazole dose. And um, a leaflet would have gone out to all sheep farmers with the sheep census on four key steps they can take to slow the development of antelimintic resistance. And in that leaflet, step number two would be to always use a benzamidazole or a white um, dose to treat for nematodirus. And it's important point to raise there, the fact that they really kill on the day, there's no residual activity with any product to it. But on that basis, all like frequently from a grassland management point of view on farms, we group up batches of lambs can be of different ages. There's a chance in some of these cases, some of them younger lambs might be a little bit too young at the moment to be exposed to any significant amount of virus, but maybe at risk in a couple of weeks, whereas older lambs in that group would have already been treated. Is there a case in some of them farms for a repeat dose and what kind of interval would you suggest? Yes, yeah, there would be. So particularly, you know, where you have, um, you know, farms that are heavily stocked or as you mentioned, there are groups that have a wide variation in age. So it may be um, now that some of the younger lambs, they're too young, they're not eating significant amounts of grass, they're not at risk. However, they will become at risk in two to three weeks time. Um, so in those cases, there may be a case for going in and uh, giving a repeat treatment. Usually you're looking at about two to three weeks later for the repeat treatment. And again, we'd always recommend using white dose. So even going back in the second time, it's the same product again. It's a benzamidazole or a white dose for the repeat treatment. 
And Nick, it's important also to understand the signs of this because it's one of them conditions where it can cause a lot of damage if left untreated. What are the typical signs we look for in lambs? Yeah, so the clinical signs of nematodirus are uh, really like um, quite a serious diarrhea, profuse diarrhea, and that can lead to staining down the back legs. The lambs might be dull or depressed and stop suckling. Um, the diarrhea lead to dehydration. So you might see them um, congregate around the water troughs because they'll be thirsty. Uh, they might lose weight or condition and become quite gaunt. Um, and in severe cases, if it's left untreated, it will lead to significant mortality. So it's quite a serious um, disease in, in young lambs. Um, the other things I'd just like to mention there are the fact that fecal egg counts for this parasite are not particularly useful. So it is the larval stage of the parasite before um, the parasites develop into adults and start laying eggs that do the damage. So you can have damage done before you see um, eggs in the dung. So I wouldn't be waiting to get the result of a fecal egg count if, if, if you feel they're at risk. Um, yeah, and it is important to keep on top of it because it can do long-term damage to the gut and um, that will affect the ability of the lamb to, to absorb nutrients for the rest of its life. So um, it, it can fail to thrive if there's significant damage done to the gut. So using like the forecast is there at the moment is indicated as high risk and we're looking for the very first signs of that condition and get in and treat. I'm just thinking, oh, like when you mentioned the signs, one of the possible differential diagnoses that we could have for this condition is coccidiosis. Often the two of them strike at a similar time, maybe coccidiosis is slightly earlier. Um, it's also a potential risk on farms at the moment as well. You might just give us a bit of an indication of how that manifests itself and how we can go about controlling it. Yeah, so um, coccidiosis is caused by another parasite and this time, and this time it's, a, it's a coccidia parasite, Amira. And I suppose... A lot of the signs can be quite similar in terms of, you know, coccidia can also lead to um, scouring and it can lead to weight loss and that. I suppose coccidia, one of the things about coccidia is that slightly younger lambs would tend to be at risk. So um, it's not, it's, it's, a, um, it's a parasite that needs moisture. To, to transmit. So you can have coccidia indoors, which probably won't be the case with nematodirus. Um, and, and lambs will be at risk slightly younger. So they'll have immunity for maybe the first two weeks from the dam. After that, they'll be at risk from about three to eight weeks. Um, it can be quite a kind of a dark uh, scour uh, if, there, if there is blood in, in the feces and you can see the lamb straining. But I suppose there are quite a lot of uh, similarities between the signs of nematodirus and coccidia. It can be difficult to tell them apart. Um, as I said, you know, if it's like if it's younger lambs, it, it may be coccidia. But in general, what we would recommend would be to treat for nematodirus. And if there isn't an improvement within two to three, three days of treatment, then to go in and treat for coccidia. The age differentiation is really the big difference, I suppose, in them too. Just in terms of treatment, Nora, what are the treatment options available for lambs with coccidiosis? Um, yeah, so the options for coccidiosis, there's in-feed medication or there are oral drenches. Um, now, there's really only, you know, um, two active ingredients and they belong to the same class. Um, so there's your toltrazorals and um, diclosoral. And so um, they're really the treatments for coccidia. There's no product that has efficacy against both nematodirus and coccidia. So you're, you're really reliant on two separate trenches. And look, it's another one of them conditions you need very timely action on it. Orla, just maybe finally, like with both of these, it also highlights the need for good practice with dosing, both from you know, care with the animals, but also ensuring we're going in with the correct amounts. 
Yes, absolutely. So always, always when um, treating, you know, you need to make sure you're delivering uh, the correct amount of medication. So it's very important to follow the instructions to deliver uh, the correct amount. So things like dosing to the correct body weight and um, checking the calibration of the gun and, you know, um, having a suitable gun for very, very small lambs. So these are all things, important things to bear in mind when you're delivering an oral drench to, uh, to young lambs. Always good to have you on. Thanks very much for today. Okay, thanks very much. Good to talk to you, Karen. That's it for this episode. Again, I'd like to thank Aura for coming back to join us. You know, it's one of those conditions we have to be very conscious of every spring. It's something that if we don't time our treatment right, it can have a big impact on lamb performance subsequently. I think Aura outlined that fairly clearly. Also, to be aware of a possible coccidia infection on your farm. Generally, that is also on the basis of farm history. But the two of those conditions can affect lambs at the moment. I have included a link in the description to some of the resources available on the Chuggles website. There are worth a look to some interesting articles and some very short video clips that will be of use as the season progresses. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chuggles Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and you can listen in to any of our episodes.